All right, welcome back to the Awakening Innovations Podcast. I'm Michael Barnes, your host. Thanks for coming back and excited for this episode of the podcast today. Today, we have Jonathan Sr. as he's the head funk master at funkythinkers.com. Um, I was on his podcast earlier. Make sure to check that out. Uh, we'll put a link to, to my version or, or my episode in the description. Um, when not hosting the interactive discussion show Funk Quest, he's getting the funk out on his right rants and right angles video series uh, featuring funky stories and places of interest in the north of England. Welcome and thanks for joining us, Jonathan. Thank you, Michael. Very good to be here. And I'm just going to say straight off the bat that, you know, your listeners have probably not heard of me. So they're probably relying on what, what you've just said. So therefore, they don't know me. And Correct. they've got they've got a view of me from what you just said, which straight away should be ringing alarm bells in the internet age. Yep. So why don't you tell them who you are? Well, Your version. <laughs> my ver well, you see, that's the thing, you see. My, my version, everybody's on a journey, right? Somebody said to me, everybody's on a journey, and you meet people where they are in their journey, through life, through sports, through business, through their church or whatever. And I, I have been kind of in the band the block a few times to know that there's enough BS out there that people, and I just, I just saw people mm -hmm. buying stuff, buying books, buying courses, buying gurus, buying this without any idea why, because they got told to, because they listened to a show like this. <laughs> I know the show, let's say this show's a good show. There are guru comes on the show, you've got to buy this thing. And people say, okay, we'll go buy that thing. And it doesn't right. work. And they buy something else. And I just think that we're into the era of conspicuous consumption with everything. And this kind of face-to-face -face conversation like we're doing now is the way to find stuff out. Back to the when we were cavemen. Yes. And I love this. Sorry, Michael. Oh, I love it. Uh, I, that's why I started my podcast is because I wanted to talk to people and get to know people and uh, show, introduce them to other people. So, so as a lot of what you do, you talk about funk. And so what does funk mean to you and how did you sort of decide to go with that theme? Um, well, first of all, I'm just going to say about the conversation thing. The first thing is that a while since part of the thought, part of the thought process of this was looking around and generally speaking, what other people do, you know, we do the opposite. We go the exact opposite direction to what most people do because most businesses fail. You know, I don't know whether most marriages end in divorce, but certainly a lot of them. Yep. So I'm on the train or on the tram or on the bus and uh, people have got their headphones in, they're listening, right? They ain't listening to sales stuff. They're listening to conversations. They're listening to people talking. And I used to do a show called Tuesday's Webinar, which was very stressful. Mm. And we've got authors and speakers and coaches and all that kind of people on. And, I, and a guy came on. I said, how did you find out about me? He said, I have a girl in the Philippines or Bangladesh or somewhere that right. finds podcasts and shows. I said, okay, does everybody get the same shtick? And he said, yeah. <laughs> and I thought... I don't want to be part of somebody else's like propaganda. 
That's right. It. You've got a book, you've got a thing, you've got whatever. So back to your question, how do we define funk? It is, you could read a book, which is, well, I read a lot of books, like, I like a lot of books, right? Mm -hmm. and, and out of reading, I read about uh, Geraint Thomas, who was a cyclist, Welsh cyclist. And I can only remember two or three stories about that. So I read a 400 page book. I can only remember the two or three stories that made the most impact to me mm -hmm. out of that thing. And that's, they're the funky stories. Okay. It's like the little minutiae things. Like our show, Funk Quest, is designed to get, you know, it's designed to get those 30 second things where people think, ding, I didn't know that. Whereas right. conventional podcasts and shows and things, they're going to, you've got to stay here while I batter you to death for two hours. And you're going to buy something at the end of it. That's what. Right. So we're looking for those little minute things that are interesting. That I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's, that's funk. Interesting things. Yeah. I think that's great because, so, as you said, so many people think that you're going to remember everything. And the reality is, in any conversation, you remember one or two things, maybe three. And, you know, you find, I find, at least, that I find something really cool in every conversation. Yeah. It, and what I like, actually, is it's often not what the person I'm talking to thinks is the coolest thing. Yeah, because <laughs> we're all on a journey. I mean, I did an outside broadcast on a lady that lived on a canal boat. And yeah. canal people are effectively homeless. As far as the government's concerned, they're homeless because they haven't got a safe mailing address. I didn't know that. Interesting. Right. So, so straight away, you, you've got something out of that. And yeah. I mean, you know, you, you let's take your field of homelessness, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know about over there, but in our culture, anything like homelessness or health or anything like that, it pretty soon degenerates into a slanging match about who's spending the most money. Yep. Right? Which isn't very helpful. Right. So a funky thing can say, we've got to ignore all that. Okay, what, what things can we do? Yeah. You know, that can we can we apply to this problem? You know, can, well, how can we apply funky thinking? It doesn't involve arguing about money. Yeah. We're gonna and sit around with pieces of paper and pencil and we're gonna try and we're gonna try and beat this problem to death just by talking it about it, just by talking around it. Yeah. And and I agree. That's very much where I am in my journey, is I'm really interested in the solutions. What are steps we can take forward? And I'm not interested in fighting with other people, right? I'm interested in everybody come together and find, find the communal answer um, or answers. But let's make something happen. The thing is, though, is that most people, they're not like us. We, call, <laughs> we, we coined the phrase normalize because they, they think in a normal way. They watch... You know, mass media TV is popular for a reason. Right? Most people yep. watch it, right? I mean, you you ask any any uh, coach, consultant, whatever they want to call themselves, right? They say, oh, I've got to write a book on Amazon. Get it on Amazon, right? I've got to write a book. Right. Why? Why? Because all you do is you put yourself into Amazon. You put you just become a, a little part of there. Yeah. Um, a little part. Well, I'm an there. Amazon best-selling author. Yeah. So what? Who cares? <laughs> That's nice. No. I mean, the thing. The thing about that is, did you ever, did you have a cartoon series when you were kids? Remember Flat Stanley? Remember that? 
I don't. No. Flat Stanley was a cartoon series, and people have got they got this book round, and they take it. The Flat Stanley was like a doll or a, like a cartoon cutout that okay. a child took round. This people's book. This is me and my book on the Eiffel Tower in Paris. It's like a <laughs> like Flat Stanley. This is me and my book at the you know the yeah. Who cares? We don't care about that. Nobody cares about that. And what you said about um, conversations, you've got to make it interesting because. It's the internet, right? So people can, they're gone. They're finished. Right. They're, they're out of here. So you have to, you have to make uh, it interesting. You have to make it um, accessible. to. Otherwise, they're gone. Yeah. So what, what is it about your past that got you to this point where you think differently? Well, Michael, I've not told this, anybody this for a long time. I used to work for the local government, whatever you call it, and it, then I became a consultant, but I couldn't I couldn't spell consultant. <laughs> and I um, I worked for seven local authorities in six years doing interim management, consulting, contracting, IT, uh, human resources, workflow mapping, customer services, blah 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 blah. Um, living out the back of hotels, very high paid, very high stress. And you walk in there and it's like going to somebody else's house when you know that the clock's telling the wrong time. You mm -hmm. know. So I got paid to have an impact on things, people, processes, etc., that weren't working. And if I didn't fix things, I didn't get any money. Right. Um, so you, you, you kind of get good at working out, kind of spotting BS, and you kind of get good at spotting you've got to ask i always say you've got to ask why you've got to ask the why question about five times before you get to the sense yep all right so why do we do that oh because we always have yeah but why because well he says so yeah but why but why why are you doing that now and they, they, yeah. Yeah, they don't know or they whatever um so that 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 sowed the seed of the um, the methodology if you like this kind of direct uh cutting through bs cutting to the issue what do we need to do uh, who will help us uh, right and and what is the goal what is the outcome and i've got loads of stories about about stupid people i'll just tell you one quick one so i go to this local authority right and i'm, and I'm there and they're there i'll be paid a lot of money so it turns up monday morning i got to go in with the director all right so he goes in he's gone all about this corporate plan and all this that and the other right? Monday afternoon, um, I'd got to go on this briefing for corporate policy or some other such thing. Right? I mean, meanwhile, the phones in the office are ringing, are ringing off the hook. Right? Tuesday, I go back to the hotel thinking that was a waste of time, Monday night. Tuesday morning, all like the local mayor and all those people come around. And uh, like a, like a, like a, well, like a, you know, a meet the troops visit. So we're all <laughs> queued up like royalty. We're all queued up. And the mayor comes up and says, what do you do here? I said, I don't know. <laughs> His face was just a picture. So I don't know. And he kind of well, right, okay, and walked off. <laughs> Person, because that, because they paid me a lot of money, and I've not actually done anything. Yeah. Um, you know, I've not told that story for a long time. But, I love that. <laughs> Pattern interrupt, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. Um, and he kind of went on. So if if you, that's that's so that's kind of my background. I looked around at things. 
and I looked at, I listened to podcasts and I listened to shows and I listened to stuff and I think, well, that's just dull and boring and it's a sales thing. I remember listening to one yeah. and the guy starts talking, so uh, you're the host, right? So Michael starts talking and Michael says, okay, we've got Jono here today and Jono's done this and okay. And after 10 minutes, uh, Jono's still talking. <laughs> I don't imagine the host, you know, like playing on his phone, playing on Snake or something on his phone, or you know, he's looking because <laughs> he's just, I went, he's just, just rambling on and on and on. Yeah. Um, about himself. Yeah, and that's not what you like to hear. It's not funky. I mean, by definition, me talking about myself, not very interesting. You're not interested in me. You don't know me. You don't know me. You know what I can what I can do to help you, which is the purpose of this show, right? Mm-hmm. That's not personal against you. That's just life. Right. Um, so what do you want to accomplish? Oh, what do I want to accomplish? Um, I thought about that. What I would say, though, is that once you see this stuff, it's everywhere. Oh, yeah. And so... So, you know, we've got a video in production of uh, people f- flocking to a Facebook page to wish a one-year-old child happy birthday. Yeah. You know, can a one-year-old child read or right. an iPad or something? I don't know. I mean... I thought of that when my kids were growing up. I'm like, do we really have to have this one-year first birthday party <laughs> second year? They don't know. They just want, they want the wrapping paper so they can throw it up exactly. in the air. <laughs> they, want, they want a wrapper, they want a card, they want they want a cake, they want uh, yeah. they want all their friends around. They don't want a happy birthday on Facebook because that takes no effort and no time, and that is what the masses do, and that's because it's it's easy. Yeah. Um, and one of the questions on our show was how many birthday cards do you get? Right. That's just a simple question because that takes effort and takes time. Yeah. Yeah, and. and I agree. Um, people are doing a lot of groupthink, if you will. Um, and you were talking about once you see it, it, it's hard to unsee it. We were having that discussion actually. At a, I went to this, it, it's called Better Angels. So you may know that in the US, um, society is becoming very polarized. Yeah. And so there's a group called Better Angels. And, and their mission statement is to depolarize America. So they want to depolarize our left versus right divide, Republican, Democrat, whatever. And we were having a discussion and, you know, I've got some marketing background and I was sitting beside another guy who did, and we were talking about media. And the other guy said it first and I chimed in and he's like, you know, I watch the news and I can literally see them. They're using basic, simple marketing tactics to divide people Hmm. um and it's the same sort of thing once you see it you can't unsee it you can't unsee it i mean we've got personalities in our media which i'll not i'll not name check but they're obviously their aim is to keep you watching long enough to be watching Mm -hmm. that that's it i'm just going to say about you know group things so uh amazon you you most most coached marketing networking type people would say hey people buy people right okay fine Go to Amazon and type in business networking. And I got to, the, I think, the top of page four before I saw a human face. Hmm. Uh, they're just all 
clip art and stock photos of people shaking hands and business cards and all that. I mean, that is just why? And them stupid diagrams what look like you know, people things joined together like a network diagram. That's what people think, and that's what people think it is. Yeah, it's not. It's face to face conversation with real people who might have differing views than you. But so what? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I had another guest who saw the same thing. He saw it on LinkedIn, and so he actually started um, a a weekly call and invited all of his contacts on LinkedIn. You know, come join us on this Zoom call and let's actually talk to each other. Fantastic. There's another lady I connected through through Bob, and she actually has. I think it's a weekend conference, um, no longer virtual. And so it's people from LinkedIn get together for a weekend. And I'm not sure the entire agenda, but it's basically, hey, let's actually interact with humans and not just fantastic. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you know, you, we love technology. Funky thinkers love technology. It's fantastic. We found each other through technology. Yep. But if it makes us a slave, yeah, if we are checking our phones, I mean, I had a guest on a while since who, who uh, shared off mic that he's in the hospital with his parents who were very both very seriously ill, and you know he's holding their hand and they end up one of them end up dying. He's checking his phone. Yeah, I mean, come on, when yeah. are you not going to? When are you going to put it down and talk to people like we're talking now about? anything and not rely on um somebody else the news the media whatever you want to call them to tell you what to think yeah you know, I, I somebody said it might be you were you that said me if you're the 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 smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room was it you <laughs> you've got to seek out smart people listen to them and okay what can i learn what nugget can i learn yeah from them that is that's going to add to my you know, but we're in a world where we've got to buy a book and you've got to do this course and well, you know, yeah. yeah, and and I definitely say that one about if you're the smartest person in the room, find a new room. But I also I I also think that you know if everyone in your group agrees, you need a new group. Yeah. Right. I mean there's it's it's just the philosophy that we need to get out with call it different people right you know and and that's infinite definition for what different is but you know don't hang out just with the people that you that are most comfortable how's that for a way to put it there's a there's a there's a video there for me actually because i mean if you just put like a group of the same trades people let's say what do you call accountants you don't call them accountants do you accountants sure accountants, yeah so a group of I've got 20 accountants in the room right they me, they would become mediocre, yeah, because they'd all share the same shortcuts, the same things. One of them's got a bit of tool or a software, and they all want it, so they all get it. And they would become homogenized, and they think they're benchmarking doing all those trendy stuff when they're not. All you can really do is, um, you know, you're laughing there, Michael. <laughs> I, I, I'm just laughing so hard because these buzzwords. Just like you're saying benchmarking, it, it, whatever, just like um, best practice. It's that stuff that you can't possibly, you can't possibly um, 
I mean, another quick story. We've got a uh, building work where we where we live, and um, local council said it's going to bring money into the local area, local shops. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't disagree with that, except there aren't any shops because it's a commuter village, right? You have to go in your car and go everywhere. You know, there's a petrol station and right. a Chinese restaurant, and that's it. And they're spending yeah. five million on this thing. For the, I said, no, but you can't disagree with that. You can't say, no, we disagree with spending money on um, putting money into local services. Well, there aren't any. From where that building work is to where the Learish shop is, is about two miles. <laughs> so, and there's about, about six shops, right? So that, but you can't, it's one of those things that you can't, you can't challenge. Huh. Under conventional circumstances, because people think we're an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Like, like uh, I mean, that's, it's everywhere. We just, we know that it's everywhere. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to tell you something else about coming, what it was. There you go. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, so, so I am interested in, from, we're going to call it your funky crusade for now. Um, yeah. What do you want to uh, again accomplish how do you want to change the world what message do you want to get what is it that you really want uh, the best i can come up with is to accomplish all we want is people to have conversations as humans like we've done for the last thirty thousand years mm-hmm. uh, however long we've been here or whatever you know um and talk to people because that's how we solve problems. Somebody said to me the other day, you know, uh, arguments bring people together because it means we have to talk to each other. Unfortunately, in the 21st century, it just dissolves into a slangy match of people shouting at each other. Right. right? Maybe not an argument, maybe disagreement brings people together because it means we have to talk. We want to get our message out because it, this, this is everything. This is teenage confidence of teenage girls, you know, on the safety online. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's every, every uh, sector. Whatever. That's another buzzword, right? Another buzzword. <laughs> I mean, we have, we have kind of personal and organizational goals, but, you know, I'd rather kind of not go into those. Oh, that's um, fine. No, but, I think that, uh, you know, the goal of getting people to talk to each other, I think that's... That's it. Really- that's it. That's it. That's all we want. I mean, that's the way our show is set up. That uh, you don't know the questions in advance. Right. So by definition, you are going to... And this is interesting, right? Everybody... The first the first version of Funky Thinkers was called Duologue, right? And everybody did get the same questions. Mm-hmm. Know, who, play you, who play you in film? Um, who you want to be stuck in a traffic jam with? You know, passenger or driver, green or blue? And where would you have a time machine? Where would you go? Right. So where would you go, Michael? You where would I go? Yeah, in a time machine. That's a hard one. There are too many places I'd love to go. Yeah. Um, if I had to choose one, um, probably the romanticized Middle Ages. <laughs> so most people said, I thought most people would say, I want to go back to when I was a kid in school and, you know, teenage disco or whatever. Most yeah. people said ancient Rome or Greece, hmm. which is odd. So I had to change those questions quick right, after a few episodes. Yeah. Episode. So did they give you a reason? Um, 
birthplace of civilization, birthplace of democracy. Uh, Romans had a profound influence on British culture. We've still got Roman roads and Roman towns and Roman, you know, remains and ruins and all sorts. Um, just to see what it was like to be that in that uh, world where you got the the boss and the underboss and the boss and the boss, and then people like me and you at the bottom. Yeah. Just to see what that was like. Yeah. Um, so as, as I said, romanticized because I think the Middle Ages probably really sucked. And in many respects, Rome, uh, the Roman civilization sucked unless you're at the top. Yeah, so, very violent as well. Right. But, I, mean, I, I would want to be, I don't know what, but yeah, um, only our romanticized vision of these things. Yeah, yeah we just seen it on TV, on Netflix or whatever. Oh, yeah, I want to right. um, be on the winning side and the battle takes about two minutes and nobody's <laughs> injured. <laughs> And people don't get their arms chopped off and the legs chopped off and they don't, you know, eyes guys down. None of that happens. Right, exactly. We, 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 <laughs> I mean, we just make the joke, you know, when you see about the pirate movies on TV, you know, films on TV, you know, what, what, what we call pirates on TV, basically terrorists. Not yeah. They, they come onto your boat and they threaten to shoot you if you get hand over your gosh. I mean, <laughs> so yeah. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there, but, you know, how do we get talking about that? <laughs> this, is, this is the this is the thing. Like we're going to get talking about this eventually, and we'll come up with some solution that yeah. one of us could use, yeah, or somebody listening could use. I mean, I was on a show a while since, and we came up with is standing as an MP or whatever you call them, you know, senator. Is that okay. is that a legit tactic for getting publicity? Because it costs five hundred quid, five hundred pounds sterling to stand as an MP. You got to pay a deposit. Right? We just had an election. Okay. Is that a legit tactic to to get yourself on TV? I don't know, but it's worth somebody looking at. Looking at. Yeah. So do a lot of people use that just for marketing? Um, you generally find that high-profile people will have a will have a uh, a number of. Uh, there's a guy called Binface or something that that follows Boris Johnson around. No, as far as the incumbent prime minister around. Okay. Uh, so I. I don't know, is it? But the point is, somebody's got that as an idea, and they ain't got that from a book on Amazon or you know from some guru on LinkedIn. They've yeah. got it just by randomly talking about yes. what the rest of the world sees as stupid stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, that actually reminded me. So, you know, <laughs> how do you learn things? So, I, I've been to some high-level masterminds, and I've talked to people there, and they've been to much higher-level ones, and they're like, you know, I know wealthy people who drop 25, 50 grand, 100 grand to go to these things because they know that if they get one nugget, it's yeah. going to be worth millions. And, you know, it's not the stuff you're going to learn in a book. No. no it's no, only no, if no, you no. get out and talk to people. Get out and talk to people. Most people are lazy. Most people think you're just going to get like a cookbook. Yeah. And if I buy this book and if I buy this seminar or whatever, I'm going to, I'm going to be as, you know, I, I, I'm always staggered, absolutely staggered. I built a 27 figure business in my underpants at home and I'm going to give you for free. Yes. And people fall for it. I mean, yeah, I'm just, because I, I once somebody once said to me, the further you get away from success, the more you are likely to suspend reality to try and get there. Yeah. So the further you get from you're going to, yeah, that guy just might. 
I just might. It's only a five or a ten or whatever. I'm gonna. I'll just try that. I'll just try that. Yeah. And you know, in your heart of hearts, you know that these people are just scammers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So and people I, still fall for it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and even more directly, uh, all the scammers in the crypto space. Um, I, I've joined some of these work at home Facebook groups and MLM groups, and there are all these people saying, "Oh, you know, you don't have to pay any money, and you know, in 24 hours we'll make you twenty-four thousand dollars." Or, yeah, and then after that they say, "Oh, you know, you got to put a couple hundred bucks in here to prime the pump," and you know, I Googled it. It's all a scam. I learned how to do it. Um, not technically, but, you know, I know what they do. And people fall for it. I would say that's an interesting point, actually. I would say that I don't know anything about crypto or Bitcoin or anything like that. Anything at all. I don't know anything mm -hmm. at all. And it's only recently that I've been relatively comfortable going to like a family thing. Right? And people come along and they say, oh, did you watch Game of Thrones? I said, no, I don't know what that is. Right. right. Oh, did you watch this? No, I don't know what's that. Right? Yeah. Because we, we feel compelled to have our, it's like social currency. And if we're not up to speed with what the Cardassians are doing or whoever they are, we're like out of the loop. Yes. And it's only talking to smart people like you, I would respectfully say, that has given me the confidence is not the right word. But I don't know. Right. I don't watch that. I don't listen to that. I, don't, I can't let it go into my head because it's just not for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I did the simple thing of I got rid of TV. I mean, I do have Netflix, yeah. but I got rid of TV, so I, I certainly can't talk about anything current. <laughs> but the thing is, the interesting thing is, I go to things and they, they say, no, that was series six, episode four. No, it wasn't. It was series nine, episode three. No, it wasn't. It was series two, episode seven. Uh, you're letting somebody else into your head. Yeah. They own they own that bit of your head. Because, you know, like a super duper mocha waka chocka what you get from Starbucks. You can only get that from them. Right. Right. And you back to your thing about your um suspending reality. Mm -hmm. Right? So I see Facebook ads and it says, We'll get to the top of Google. Right? What does the top of Google look like? You know? I don't know. But if you go to the top of Google, and you, so if you go tap funky thinkers into Google, we're number one. <laughs> I don't care about presentation coach. I don't care about, you know, <laughs> lifestyle coach. I don't care about, um, you know, time management coach. They can do what they want. Right? I'm yeah. number one. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not competing in somebody else's space. Right. So don't try to change the current reality. Build a new reality that makes find the old a new one. Find, find a new one. Yes. Talking to, invent something find out what other people are doing and do the opposite right yes because they're all trying to scramble up the ladder to be top top yeah. of amazon top of google yeah whatever yeah well it has been great talking to you and um telling my listeners it was great being on your on your podcast so as i said i'll put a link in the bottom um to my episode and they can find other ones if they want but <laughs> cool. Mine was the best, except I got pushed off of your leaderboard, but that's okay. <laughs> well, it's that's the, the funky thinkers thing. You know, we can somebody wins, somebody loses. That's life. Yes. It's still fun. And, still and as I said, I had no problem with it. So. <laughs>
<laughs> it was a lot of fun. So if someone wants to get in touch with you and talk to you, what is the best way for them to reach you? Just go to funkythinkers.com. Funkythinkers.com. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jonathan, my funky thinking friend. Thank you. Um, it's been great having this conversation with you.